once again to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and as you know, we here at Panglossian Productions in Williamsburg, Virginia, have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced. We love 10-minute plays, but even more so, we love the sound text who shall not be named. I forgot to thank them in the last podcast. I'm so sorry. And you don't even want to know how many takes it took for us to get at least this far in this recording. So we're just going to push on from there. Now, if you love 10-Minute Plays, you're in the right place because every two weeks in 2019, you'll get a brand new 10-Minute Play uh, from us here at the Best of All Possible podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And we read them with very talented actors from here in the Williamsburg area. And joining us here tonight is usually our stage manager. Tonight is reading, wait, she is reading. Her name is Rachel West. Hi, Rachel. Hey. Rachel, we are not having any more takes, so you're just going to have to live with that. That's fine. Great, thank you. So uh, I'm excited to have you on the show. Thanks. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. When was the last time you read? Do you remember what play it was? Um, two minutes of heroism. Was that what it was two called? minutes of oh. heroism. That was a great one. That was fun. I was the gunman in that. Was that the one with the in the bank with the voiceover? You were the movie. I was the voiceover. Uh-huh. You were the voiceover. Yeah. That's the voiceover. right. Yep. Yeah. And I think didn't we have like. 10, yes, 12 people in that play. Yes. Oh, there's so many people here. That was, that was a really good one. So if you haven't listened to that one, you can check us out on iTunes. It is available for you to download. But I have a, a question, another question for you here. Rachel, are you a open or closed-toed shoes kind of person? You like flip-flops? You like boots? I don't... I mean, I, get, I think most of my shoes tend to be closed-toed, but I'm not opposed to sandals in the summer mm-hmm. and flip-flops. Is that for, is that for the office? Closed to, is, I mean, is that a thing? I don't know. Not really. I used to work in food service. <laughs> they made a big deal about that. Yeah, no. It's not really a thing in our office. You, I wear sandals and no one's yelled at me yet, so I haven't been fired, so I think that's okay. <laughs> to, to be fair, I'm supposed to wear pants, but I wear shorts every day pretty much, so. <laughs> You're right. I'm glad I finished that sentence at least. At least you wear clothes. (laughs) This is going really well for our 16th take on this episode. (laughs) Also joining us is Sharon Hollins. Hi, Sharon. Sharon, I have to say, I don't stare at your feet a lot. Uh, Do you you like open or closed toed shoes? Uh, I think I prefer closed. Yeah? Yeah. I have a few pairs of sandals and stuff, but... uh, Working where we do, as you know, mm-hmm. getting things in your shoes happens all the time. And oh, you don't sure want to does. aid that along. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good sure. good call. Rocks are really bad yeah. in the particular place that we work. <laughs> the place that shall not be named. The place that shall not be named. <laughs> is that from whence you come, sound tech who shall not be named? <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. We all know it. <laughs> and joining us also is Liz Thomas. Hello. Hi, Liz. Hello. So, Liz, you were from... South of here. I am. In North Carolina. I am. A lot of flip-flops in North Carolina? Sandals? Uh, I actually try to go bare feet. I mean, during the summer. During the winter, it's kind of stupid. But uh, during the summer, yeah, I try to go bare feet. Um, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Although sometimes during the winter, it feels like summer. So it's fun all year round. Oh, wow. I like how you turn that around. You're very welcome. No, no one at home is expecting that. I don't, you know, that's, that's why I went there. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Today, we are going to read a play called Gatto Shows Up by Eleanor Nescova. Now, 
Gentlemen and ladies, those of you listening at home, you may have heard before of a play called Waiting for Godot or Waiting for Godot. There is a lot of discussion uh, anytime you bring up the topic as to how you say the name Godot or Godot. So I am making the executive decision here, and the reason is because several years ago I saw a production of Waiting for Godot. It was directed by somebody who I was told worked directly under Samuel Beckett, who wrote the original play, and they said Godot. So we too will say Godot. If you really hate it, make sure you leave lots of comments on the page <laughs> on the page on our Facebook page. Uh, leave lots of comments, and that will boost our posts. Yes, and please leave comments anyway. That would be most wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, if you have not listened to our podcast before, uh, you made it you made it real far considering everything that's been going on. Uh, so, what I'm tr- trying to get at over here, it, <laughs> y'all are killing me. What I'm getting at is. See, now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> what I'm getting at is that this is a cold read podcast. These actors have not read this play before. They don't know what it's about. And I'm going to assign their roles in the play right now. So, Liz, if you would be so kind as to play the role of Vina. Absolutely. Rachel, if you will read Ella. Sure. And Sharon, just for you, my dear, would you please read Gatto? So, without any further ado, oh, I'm sorry, I will read the stage directions, of course. Now, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Gatto Shows Up by Elena Naskova. Scene one. At rise, Vina and Ella are sitting under a bush. They're wearing flip-flops, and they seem bored. Nothing to do. We're waiting. We could be doing something while waiting. Go ahead, knock yourself out. I'm wearing flip-flops. What was I thinking? As long as you are not wearing white socks with them. I need boots. Or at least one boot, so I can take it off with both hands, look inside, find something in it, hopefully. Maybe a piece of, oh, I don't know, a piece of turnip. Or a carrot. Are you hungry? Then you should be wearing a hat. That's waiting for Gatto. We're doing Gatto Shows Up. No one told us what to do before Gatto Shows Up. They asked us to improvise. In flip-flops? The footwear doesn't matter. You don't get my point. What is your point? Ella takes off her flip-flops and checks them out. What is there to notice about my flip-flops? The color? The shape? They're worn out. No wonder they're slippery. She smells one of them and makes a face. Take a whiff if you dare. Hell no! Smart woman. And so... I find myself acting in yet another bad play. When will my luck turn? This is not a bad play, and it'll get even better when Gatto shows up. There's a reason why the play is lousy up to that point. You're here. A lousy beginning emphasizes the importance of Gatto showing up. If all is fine and dandy without Gatto, who needs her? But it's not all fine and dandy. How about waiting for dandy? The world is at a turning point. Only a savior can save it. Save us. Points to the audience. We're here to restore their faith. They think Gatto never shows up. That's what they were told, right? Ella looks at the tree. Is this bush supposed to be the willow? Do you think I can hang myself on it? You don't have a rope. But if I were to hang myself, would it be able to hold me? It looks awfully weak. That doesn't matter now. The only thing that matters now is that this time... Gatto shows up! You got it! (laughs) Are we sure that Gatto showing up is a better option than waiting for Gatto to show up? Because let me be the devil's advocate. There is no need for devils, nor advocates, nor stupid questions like the one you just asked. So we want her to show up? Of course we do. 
Why? For one, we want an answer. Yeah, an answer would be nice. An answer that will show us the way and open the door and help us see what needs to be seen so we can understand and... And it'll finally... It'll finally all make sense. Oh man, wouldn't that be nice? There's a pause. Gatto runs in. She's carrying a small backpack. Is there someone waiting for Gatto in here? We all are! Rejoice, ladies. Gatto just showed up. Where? I'm she. She's me. The one that sacrificed for you. You? You're pulling our leg, aren't you? I'm here for you. But I can't save you if you don't let me. What makes you doubt me? For one, I was expecting a better entrance. What's wrong with my entrance? She's too ordinary. You just walked in. You should have fallen from the sky or something. I would rather not break a bone. You could have slowly descended from the sky. Now that would have been fun. Why didn't I think of that? I feel bad now for disappointing you like this. I should have come up with a better entrance. Sorry, we should be more welcoming. No, I, I get it. You're waiting and waiting and waiting for me and I just walk in. Where's the drama? Where's the magic? Where's the surprise? On the other hand, we kind of knew that you were coming. We didn't. You said she was coming. I was hoping, but I wasn't sure. Seems pretty sure to me. Faith is a good thing. Well, <clears throat> despite everything, we're very happy that you're here. Ella paces the floor. <clears throat> I'm not feeling it. I feel as confused and lost as ever. You don't mind me telling the truth, do you? Not at all. I'm here to save you, no matter what you say. Save me? From what? Am I in danger? For one, you were going to hang yourselves. I don't have a rope. How could I hang myself without a rope? And even if I did have a rope, there isn't a decent tree around. The long walk has exhausted me. Another reason why I should have fallen from heaven instead of walking for days to get here. What do you have in your backpack? Ella! Just wondering. You keep on wondering. I need to take a nap. That's some answer. Gatto lays down and falls asleep. Pause as Ella and Vina stare at her. And what now? Let's give her a chance to rest. She's coming from heaven and she's walked for days to get here. What a baloney. She could be speaking metaphorically. What if she's a fraud? If she's a fraud, we'll wait for the real Gatto. Pause. Gatto starts snoring. Ella listens. She's snoring. I can hear that. Gatto farts loudly. <laughs> Did you hear that? I doubt she's Gatto. You said that already. What do you say? I say nothing. I'm not going to jump into a conclusion yet. Ella approaches Gatto and takes her backpack. What are you doing? Ella pours the backpack's contents out. There's a hat, a half-eaten apple, a pair of socks, and a boot in it. She lifts up the boot. A boot? Ella manages to put it on. She makes a few steps. Fits perfectly. You see? See what? You wanted a boot. You got a boot. What does that tell you? I'm not sure. Blackout. Pause. Lights on. Gatto is still snoring. Ella's playing with her boot. Vina is pacing the floor nervously. When nervously. is she going to wake up? I'm feeling uneasy. Join the club. I hate to be in the dark like this. I need some answers. Now. Maybe the boot is the answer. An answer is not an answer if you don't understand it. All that Estragon has had was a booth. We actually had two of them. We now have only one. 
What does that tell you? I don't know. Does it sound like anything has improved to you? Look at that tree. What about it? It's still a bush. That's because it is a bush. What's your point? Nothing has changed. That's my point. You got a boot now. You didn't have one before she arrived. A boot? Suspicion is the enemy of faith. Not if we're right in suspecting. I don't know. All I know is that we were to wait for her here, and she showed up at the right place in the right time. And that makes her Gatto? How do we verify? Gatto should be immortal. Who says that she isn't? We could verify that. What? Others have done it before us. Done what? Have you heard of the crucifixion? If she is who she says she is, she'll resurrect. Stop. You're terrifying me. It's a matter of faith. Faith in what? Faith in the real Gatto. Plus, she said, she was here to willingly sacrifice, right? What do you think she meant by that? Gatto lets out a loud snore. They both look at her. Pause. Where are we going to find a big cross? If this bush wasn't a bush but a tree, we could have hung her. We don't have a rope. We've established that. Yeah, that too. Unfortunately, flip-flops cannot be used as murder weapons. Hmm. We have to get creative here. Do we really have to kill her? Now that she's here and all we've got is doubt, what else is there for us to do? It's our call, Vina. That's why we're sitting here, listening to her snoring. Are you... are you sure about it? We murder her and we wait for her to resurrect. Do I have to participate? Can I just watch? If I'm to do it alone, why are you here? If you're with me, go get one of those big rocks over there. The biggest one that you can carry. Vina hesitates. Come on! The earlier we kill her, the earlier she resurrects. Vina gets up. I really hope that this is what it is. That this is what it was supposed to happen. Vina exits. No, that one. Get the bigger one. Yes, that one. Vina enters with a big rock in her hands. What now? Sleeping under a tree is not safe. A round, heavy object may fall on your head. Vina nods. Ella nods. Ella takes the rock. Blackout. <laughs> All right. Very cheery there, the ending. Excellent. So, now we're going to move on to the part of the show where we have a brief discussion about the play that we just read. And, Rachel, I want to start with you. I want to start with first impressions for everybody. This can be as simple as, uh, I liked the play, I didn't like the play. Anything that stood out for you. And, like I said, Rachel, we'll start with you. I liked it. It's dark. It was interesting. I liked the banter between mm-hmm. the two. It was fascinating. Do you, uh, do you think that, so there's, there's a great deal of, uh, there's a great deal, of, I think, intended humor in this. Was the humor resonating for you? Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a bit. It was kind of that dark, mm-hmm. that dark humor. Um, Ella kind of vapid. Sure. You know? <laughs> kind of i'm so bored what is there to do i need some things to occupy myself there's definitely i mean there's most definitely and you know certainly intentionally a lot of allusion to waiting for gato um vladimir and estragon uh vladimir i think or estragon one of them is mentioned directly uh estragon is mentioned directly uh in the play liz what are your thoughts on the play yeah I, i really liked it i mean it was um 
I, I think it sort of kept the spirit of Beckett uh, a bit, which is always lovely because it is such an iconic piece. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I will be honest, I had a little bit of apprehension when I saw Godot in the title and I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I really, really liked it. Um, do you yeah. like, do you like waiting for Godot? I do. I do. I will be honest. The first time I read it, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was fortunate enough to see a production of it. And uh, it was really, really uh, lovely production. Really well done. And uh, I went back and read it. And uh, I was also a little bit older, perhaps, which might have I helped. I was going to ask when you first um, read it. When I first read it, I was like, I'm 13 and know everything. So mm-hmm. I can totally get back and it's fine. Um, and I had read other um, bits of bits of Beckett but uh so I thought I would like this too but um yeah it wasn't until I actually saw the production uh that I saw it performed that I really just hooked into it great yeah Sharon what are your thoughts not a Gatto fan oh really so you don't not 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 a fan of Samuel Beckett's play yep okay and uh, oh what about this this didn't help okay (laughs) (laughs) I mean I can I can definitely see the the tie-ins and everything sure and and I think it was a good job with the Mm tie-ins but so I, you know, I wonder about. Uh, there are a number of pauses in here, uh, and some of the pauses I read, and some of them, you know, I just let you take. Uh, but you know, in a finished production of this, some of these pauses I think would be pretty long, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know, in reflection of wa- of the original play, Waiting for Gatto, uh, where there are some very long pauses, and you know, for example, in w- after one of the lengthy pauses in the original play, they look at the tree and then talk about hanging themselves. And so I wonder if you thought the pauses were effective on a first read through. Do you think that they are, uh, that they do the originals? We don't, I mean, this is a play in and of itself. And of course we want to acknowledge it for that, but I just wonder if you thought that they were effective. Uh, Liz. Uh, I I do. Yeah. Because there's, there's so much of course that can be said in silence. um, Kind of going off another playwright, uh, Mm -hmm. Harold Pinter as well. I think famously, uh, sort of made his pinter pause. Pin, yeah, the, I mean, he <laughs> heavens, yeah, he has a pause named after him, you know. Um, but I think so. I think there's a lot of just from a artistic perspective as the actors and the director, um, and even the designers too. You know, there's there's a lot that can be found in those pauses and in that silence that I think could be fun to explore in the rehearsal process. And and I mean, if you really wanted to go whole hog, I mean, this could be a much longer than 10 minute production. And if you really wanted to expand on those silences and really explore mm-hmm. what could happen in them. Sure. Any thoughts on that, Rachel? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I Thank agree you, with Liz on that. Liz is yeah. far more articulate in ways of the theater than uh, I am. No, we won't mention the previous, what, 15 takes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, right now I got a, I got a good, uh, good straight going. So. Yes. Let's see how long it lasts. Don't hold your breath, my, my dear audience. So I, I want to ask you, let's, let's talk about the bush here for a second. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because in, the, uh, in Waiting for Gatto, uh, in the second act, the tree has sprouted which I think provides for the audience an understanding that Vladimir and Estragon are not stuck in a singular time and place, but that uh, they're stuck in the same place because they choose to be there, but that time actually is passing and they actually are waiting and that they, they're not getting anywhere doing it. So I wonder if maybe you think that, what do you think this bush looks like? Uh, I might be digging way too deep into this uh, 
but I'm just interested in your thoughts about what the bush looks like. What do you think that it represents? And does it does it accomplish anything being a bush? It's, and it's acknowledged as a bush and not a tree. Yeah. Uh, so any thoughts about that? I, I initially thought of, of course, like Moses. I went biblical when I, when I you initially. You know, I have to say I really, when, I, when I read this on at home on my yeah. couch, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> but I almost wonder if, because they t- they're, from what I remember, uh, what, five minutes ago, um, they're, they're talking about, they, they referenced the bush in uh, connection with building a cross. Is that right? Yeah. So I actually wonder if like the bush is just dead. Like they've been waiting for so long. The bush has actually just died Uh and it's just there. And I mean, and so, you know, it's barren. I mean, there's no leaves growing on it. So like, can we make a cross out of that? And it's just tiny little like shrub thing, you know, and it's just dead because they've just been there for so long, choosing to be there Mm -hmm. for so long. Sharon? I went someplace completely different. Okay. Um, I went to... This is a, a, a low-budget, I don't know, community or just really cheap theater production. Sure, okay. And yeah. that's what they could afford. That's it's a bush. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, because, because, you know, uh, Ella talks about how our flip-flops are worn out. Mm. Um, Vina points out the fact that they're not in waiting for Gatto. Right. They're in Gatto shows up. Right. Um, and they told us to improvise. Right, they sure did. <laughs> the whole script's not even done yet. Uh-huh. So it just struck me that this is a like real amateur. I, I didn't go biblical at all. I just went cheap. Mm-hmm. They just like went into somebody's yard and just like just, dug up this thing and they're dragging it on stage. I got stage. a branch like, here. Yeah. Oh yeah, like a branch yeah. just yeah. fell off like on the I sidewalk. I see like a, a tiny version of a palm tree or a palmetto tree as a shout out to the Carolinians out there. <laughs> oh, all those Liz Carolinians. Gets, I'm going to leave a comment. I really like Rachel. She, she's South Carolina or North Carolina. It's going to be a palmetto or pine. I thought uh, while... And it's only one boot, so I mean, right. I just... That's, you know, you're right. Yeah. One, one boot, half-eaten half apple, half, yeah, yeah. a hat, and I think we probably all thought about the same hat, a, a round bowler hat. Bowler yeah, hat. the round bowler hat there uh, that comes out of the backpack. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Uh, any any further thoughts about the play? No, I just really enjoyed it. Great, it yeah. Nice. yeah. I think I I have to say I think that this would be a this would be a good play for uh, one of our uh, one of our ten minute play evenings. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that we'll definitely keep this one in mind. Absolutely. I want to make sure that we thank all of our actors for coming here and reading with us tonight: Rachel West and Sharon Hollins and Liz Thomas. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And, of course, we want to make sure we thank Elena Neskova for Gatto Shows Up. Thank you very much. And we want to thank three and four times over the sound techs who shall not be named and will not curse me to have to restart a show 16 times. And if you enjoyed what you heard uh, this evening while, or today while you were at home, at work, in your car, it's all right. I don't want to jog. It's all right. That's fine. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. You'll get a brand new play every two weeks from us here at the Best of All Possible Podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook at the Best of All Possible Podcast. And if you're interested in our main stage shows and the other things that we're doing through Panglossian Productions here in Williamsburg, Virginia, you can check us out at www.panglossian.org. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey! Woo!